Hey, welcome to episode number seven of the Go To Physio podcast. In today's episode, I talk about the terminal knee extension exercise and discuss if this is a good idea or is there a better exercise alternative that we can maybe work a little bit smarter and not so hard. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to episode seven of the Go To Physio podcast. My name is Dave O'Sullivan and you're very welcome to another episode. Now, we're gonna switch again from kind of the higher level thinking. On the last show, we talked about how to design a treatment plan, um, especially after the initial assessment. What I wanna do now is get back into the um, the day-to-day grind, so to speak, and help you apply the information that we're talking about in this podcast clinically, okay? If you don't want to think about me now, everything we teach, we want it to be able to be applied and implemented with real people in the real world and not what this is. Uh, this podcast is all about. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about the terminal knee extension exercise and, you know, maybe just have a discussion or a conversation about if this is a good um, idea, if this is a good exercise. And um, the terminal knee extension, obviously, um, you know, if you're not familiar with it, which I think most people are, um, a lot of people use it for um, ACLs. A lot of people use it um, post-surgery and, you know, to, to fire up the quad, so to speak. Okay. And um, it's an exercise which I, um, I'm not a particular big fan of. Um, I think there's better ways um, to modify this exercise to, um, to um, get um, a whole host more benefits than just doing that exercise in that, in that particular way. And hopefully by the end of this episode, um, you may have a different uh, or slight modification of that exercise that's going to get a lot more benefits than just doing it the, the way it um, it's currently being done. So the way it's being done, um, an athlete or a patient gets um, a band, they tie it to um, a squat rack or whatever, they, they put their um, their full limb in between the band and then they, they essentially bring um, snap their knee back and um, extend their knee, so to speak. Okay. And um, that's um, not a great movement for me. And in fact, the actual knee um, driving, um, you know, going into extension, that's actually a particular movement that the terminal knee extensions um, is doing, that exercise is doing. That's actually a movement that I spend the vast, vast majority of my time trying to stop or avoid being um, implemented in the vast, vast majority of my patients. And I think that particular movement, um, it's something that you'll see clinically in a lot of patients, not all patients, obviously, but some patients. And my first exposure to this, um, especially a lot of the, um, there was a couple of Islanders uh, when I worked at, at uh, Leeds Rhinos. And, um, and they were, were notorious for this, um, where they kind of, as you walk, you see the, the knee snap back. And I was actually, I've just come back from holiday and I was in the airport, um, yesterday and I saw, saw the exact same thing happening with a guy. And, um, my, my first instinct was to, to go and try video, but I, I didn't bother. So again, as that foot hits the floor, you see the kind of the knee snapping, snapping back. Now in, in, um, more in an athlete population, we'll also see it. Um, as, as athletes are accelerating, okay? And that's, that's not a great thing for me. Um, I've, I've um, done other blogs on this. And again, you know, if you haven't already listened to, I would really recommend listening to episode three, which talks about, you know, it was called the glutes only as good as the hamstring and gastro allows it to be. So hopefully by now you, you appreciate my stance on this and where I'm coming from. And that will be a very, very good episode to listen to before this episode. So you'll have um, a better kind of foundation, but we, we will recap the main points from that 
um, episode today, but for more in-depth explanation, then I would encourage you to go to episode three of the, the Go To Physio podcast. So pretty much the terminal knee extension, um, the issue with that is um, in gait, when, when that happens, when that knee snaps back uh, prematurely, is we're getting a passive hip extension. Okay, we're getting a passive hip, hip extension and we're getting very little intent happening at the, at the foot. Okay, so if the knee's coming back too quickly as, as that person's walking, then what I would um, interpret that to be is that the hamstring, uh, the distal hamstring proximal gastro aren't co-contracting with the knee and delaying knee extension so the hip can do work. And ultimately what we're doing is we're doing a lot of work at the knee. So when the knee comes back, obviously we're doing work, which is fine. And again, that's presumably that's the big thing. Well, I don't think presumably, but I think that's the big thing. That's um, why this exercise is being designed and why people are doing it is the knees doing a lot of work. The, the problem with that is that when we snap the knee back, the, the quads are obviously um, doing a lot of work concentrically, but we're, um, we're getting passive hip extension. Okay, so the glutes then are at end range. They're at a very um, big disadvantage in terms of length tension relationship to, to do any work. Okay, so the glutes essentially are passive. Um, and again, you know, when you look in, in the physio world, etc., there's this big thing about, you know, oh, we need the glutes to be strong, etc. Whereas what I've covered in, in episode three was in order for the, the glutes to do work, the big thing that we need to, to happen in, for the glutes to be able to do active uh, work is for the, the hamstring, the distal hamstring, the proximal gastro to delay any extension so the hip joint can actually do work. Then the knee joint can, can do work. Okay, so again, don't, um, you know, a mistake, I've got nothing against knee extension, but I want knee extension to happen after hip extension is initiated. Okay, so again, if you're walking, you can achieve hip extension by snapping the knee back, or you can actually achieve hip extension by delaying knee extension, having genuine hip extension, and then as that hip passes over the foot, then we'll we'll get that knee extension. Okay, and again, that's just gait, that's you know, if, if you want to look at stuff like, like Olympic lifting and stuff like that, I'm a big fan of, of looking at that in terms of speed of movement and what's happening. You know, some of those guys are very strong and powerful and their nervous system self-organized in a way in order to get that way from the floor up above their, their heads, you know, and some of them, they're, they're lifting, you know, monumental weights compared to their body weight. The same in gait. If we look at gait, as that foot hits the floor, Okay, again, the weight's on the heel as the weight, as the hip pushes over the, the midfoot, so to speak, the weight goes onto the midfoot. And then as our center of gravity passes over our base of support, the weight um, goes onto the toes. Okay, what you get with terminal knee extension is you get the, the hip inflection, so to speak. Um, and then the knee is just being driven into extension while the hip is, is ultimately in flexion. Okay, so from a coordination point of view, which is what, what I think is critical, okay, I don't see a massive carryover in terms of everything working well together. I still think we can get all the benefits of the knee extension, but I think we can get it um, in a much more smarter way. Now, the way that I prefer to get it, okay, is I prefer to actually have the setup pretty much the same uh, set up as the, the terminal knee extension exercise. But what I want to happen is I want that person to step over their foot, get their center of gravity over their base of support, 
but I want massive intent happening through the plantar flexors, okay? So I want good plantar flexion, okay? I want active hip extension and I want knee extension then to happen, okay? So I wanna coordinate this and I think neurologically, this is very, very important that we get that good plantar flexion, we get active hip extension and then we get knee extension. Whereas I think what's happening here with the knee extension exercises, I think, yeah, we're, we're getting the knee joint to do work. Well, I'm just very skeptical of the, the carryover to, to this in, in the real world. Okay. And if anything, I think it's, it's, you're almost training a movement pattern or cycle or whatever you want to call it. That's, um, that's suboptimal uh, for energy efficiency. Okay. So what I want is when that foot hits the floor is I want, you know, the gastro, the hamstring, the quads and the, the glutes to do 25% each, give or take. Okay. I don't want the quads to be doing um, the vast, vast majority of the work, okay? If the quads are doing a whole lot of work, the, the let's say for instance, instead of doing 25% of the work, give or take, they're doing 75, 85%, then is it any wonder that the um, the patella tendon and the, um, the, the anterior knee joint's getting a bit grumbly, okay? What I'd rather is everything does its job, we have movement variability, we distribute that load well throughout the body rather than one joint taking excessive load. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's show. For more clinical content and tips to help you implement this content in the real world, please visit thegotophysio.com for more information, including my six-step patient adherence checklist, which you can download for free. And also there's more blog content that helps you implement this stuff in the real world. You'll also find links to my YouTube show, The Go-To Physio Show, as well as lots of more information to help you become the go-to therapist, helping real patients get real results in the real world. So the exercise that I've, I've done a video with Shane, um, I would encourage you to go over to www.thegotophysio.com forward slash blog, and you'll see that um, exercise, terminal knee extension exercises, um, you'll see an alternative to that. And even Shane doesn't do a great job of it initially, okay? And what we want is we don't want any, we don't want him to be thinking about knee extending. We want the knee extension to happen through intention of the foot because that's what happens in real life. When I wanna get from point A to point B, I move, the intent a lot of the time is happening through my foot, okay? I push into the floor to get a reaction to get myself from point A to point B. So the intention needs to happen through the floor. When we get that good intention, intent through the floor, we're gonna get the, the gastro, we're gonna get proximal gastro distal hamstring to work, delay any extension, we're gonna active hip extension, and then we'll get the, the all the good stuff that happens with the terminal knee extension exercise, okay? We'll, the exercise I've shown you um, in the, the blog, I have quite a few progressions for that that I've used, and again, I, I've used with an ACL, um, guy, uh, one of the clubs I was consulting with last year, and the, the scenario with him, actually, sorry, it was this year. He, he's he's got back from um, from a second ACL, and we done a great job uh, with his hamstrings, and they they were really really strong. And what was happening was at the towards the end of the sessions, so his calves were were getting quite tight. So we actually done too good a job with his his um, his calf and hamstrings, and we actually needed to do a little bit more, get a little bit more integration through his quads. So what we did then is was we put him into the scenario, the setup that I show you in the blog, and then we made that a lot more dynamic, dynamic and active. And he was exploding up onto boxes, 
um, from that initial position that I show you in the blog. So the blog, that's a great starting point for patients. And then as you get to higher level rehab progressions, you can um, you can really um, build and progress this exercise. Whereas if you do terminal knee extension exercise, there's nowhere really to go with that exercise. Okay. The, whereas once we integrate everything, all we're doing is we're we're we're, we're training movement, we're helping the brain coordinate fire um, tissues, the timing, the sequence, and the activation, um, allowing muscles to relax at at, at um, certain points. That's all very very important. Okay. And again. One of the big things that has to happen uh, with terminal knee extension, okay, is the, the quads need to relax, okay? So again, we want to ensure that we're, we're training the ability of the, the quads to activate, but also to relax. We want the, the glute to activate, relax when we need it to. We want the hamstrings to activate, to relax when we, when we need it to, okay? So again, muscle activation, it's not just about muscle activation, it's about other tissues training the ability of these tissues to, to relax, okay? So again, it's, um, it's an exercise that I think, um, you know, I can understand why people are trying to, to get the quad to work. But again, my thing was, well, can we just work a little bit smarter and not harder? Can we integrate an exercise that couples knee extension with active plantar flexion and active hip extension, okay? When you do that, neurologically, I think that the, the brain appreciates that. And I think you're much more likely to get more long lasting um, changes in, in the extension. But not only that is you, you'll still fire the quads, but you're, you're firing them in sequencing and timings that are more um, transferable, in my opinion, to activities such as gait and such as um, and such as high level um, accelerations and stuff like that. So again, um, if you want to know more about that, then, you know, I definitely recommend going back to episode three where I talk a lot about that, the glute is only as good as the, the hamstring and gastric allows it to be. So what I would suggest is go over to um, the gotophysio.com forward slash blog and make sure you, you check out that video where I show you exactly uh, the modification. So again, the setup's the same as you would, but instead of snap the knee back, we're actually going to push into the floor with good intent with plantar flexion. We're going to step through and then you're going to get active hip extension and then we're going to make sure we keep that intent through the midfoot and as that foot starts to plant to flex you're going to see a natural reaction of, of knee extension where the quad will still do work but it's doing work with a plantar flexion and an active hip extension okay so as i said that's one way if i want to go after the um the quads and i want the quads to work well that's not my first choice exercise this is just a modification and exercise that i want to do do a blog on today if i want to get a lot more quads and i want to um to get some good work um and and some overload through them then i think there's much much better ways to do that which again i go into a lot more detail on that in my obviously my my um, go-to therapist mentorship where we we break all this down and we show you how to take that patient from that initial assessment or from day one post-op right through to to the higher level rehab okay so that's it for today um hopefully you found this useful as i said obviously this is a podcast so you you know um, I think sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. So please go over to the go to physio.com forward slash blog and you'll, you'll see the video there, um, where I've made especially to accompany this um, blog or it'll be on my, my YouTube page or our Facebook page as well. 
that's it for today thanks for your attention um, again I appreciate this is um, a slightly different way of looking at the body um, to the way we were taught in university and um, you know as I said it's uh, it's not the only way to get results but it's uh, it's it's a way that's um, that's been very very uh, successful for for myself and um, I appreciate your your open-mindedness and your ability to um, to try these things before you you shut them down Okay, so that's it. I will see you in the next episode where I'm going to talk a lot, a very important um, episode where I talk about the importance of diaphragm and ribcage mobility for low back, groin and, and hip pain patients in particular. But in reality, you know, this ribcage mobility, diaphragm mobility is very important for shin splints and, and a whole host of, of issues, Achilles, etc. as well. So make sure you, you tune in next week for episode eight of the GoToPhysio podcast. If you haven't done so already, head over to the gotophysio.com website, and pick up my six step checklist for complete patient adherence, which is very important obviously to get you to um, give you the best shot at helping that patient get long lasting results, which will help then obviously your, your retention of those people having the confidence to come back to you, more referrals because they'll have confidence that you can help their friends and family. And obviously then the reputation as the, the go-to therapist in, in your town. Okay, so that's it for this week. I'll see you next week with another very important uh, clinical application episode. And um, um, as I said, I appreciate your, your attention and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, please visit www.thegotophysio.com where you can download my six-step patient adherence checklist absolutely free, as well as read the accompanying blog that goes with today's episode. We've got lots of cheat sheets and clinical content to help you implement to get real-world results with real patients that ultimately helps you become the go-to therapist and allows you to build a profitable, busy private practice or become that go-to therapist in professional sport. I'll speak to you soon on the next episode.